0: Fame. Welcome to Thank You for Being a Fan, a special edition of the BF Fancast, where you get to share all your love of Allison Rosen. I love listening to that song because it really gets me in the mood to talk to fellow best friends and the fans of Allison. Today, our fellow best friend and fan is Emily. Welcome, Emily.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love that song so much. I had to clap my hand over my mouth so that I did not sing along the whole entire song. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, it becomes a little showtime at the Apollo for me in here where I'm like totally singing. I thought, oh, wait, I'm gonna have to introduce someone in two seconds, but I'm really (laughs) enjoying this song. I, I know that you and I have talked for a while about being on and and finally, the stars have aligned, and you're on. People may know you from Corpus Christi, the per- the person who sent in the body of Christ snack Chat to <laughs> ARIYNBS.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 let's backtrack just a little bit. <laughs> I did not send in communion I may wafers have put words in your mouth. <laughs> I did not send in communion wafers. If my Archbishop, Bishop, and priest are listening to this, I sent in just. Corpus Christi snacks, and Corpus Christi happens to mean the body of Christ.
0: Yes. <laughs> I think uh, hashtag Al was the one that that let us know what that meant, and then it turned into, oh, the body of Christ snacks. It's like, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just innocently sending you some really delicious snacks from Corpus Christi, Texas. You know what? Why don't we first talk about you? Tell me everything about yourself. Um, how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> hey, as much time as you want.
1: Uh, Well, my name is Emily. I live in Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, I love it here. Moved back here about, um, oh, a a little over a year ago. Um, And it's just the most beautiful place in Texas. I'm absolutely convinced of it, even though I grew up in Lubbock. If anyone knows where Lubbock is, um, it's up in the Panhandle. So, William
0: Jennings born there.
1: Yeah, and yes. Buddy
0: Holly, I believe.
1: <laughs> and oh, well, let's not even start talking about Buddy Holly because I spent my entire childhood there. And like, there's like a Buddy Holly hour on the radio where they just play like obscure old Buddy Holly songs. I know everything there is to know about him, it's kind of a sickness with everyone in Lubbock, but uh, no. So I live in um Corpus Christi right now and I have. Two children, um, an almost nine-year-old girl and a four-and-a-half-year-old son, and I am a writer and a designer, and I'm a big fan of Allison and the whole game.
0: So what do you, would you mind sharing what you write for?
1: Sure, I, I actually, currently I am writing for a brand new culture magazine, online magazine, in the Corpus Christi area, um, we are actually behind schedule on publication, which I still am not positive why, but um, it seems like there's there's a bit of a mm, mix-up, not in terms of like, um, uh, well, I don't know how to explain this. There's There's been some changes, I suppose, in the staff, and so things I don't think are getting done as quickly as, People who are still sticking around and, and 100% into getting this magazine published—it's not getting done as fast as we would prefer. The people who are kind of like, oh, "I don't know if I can do this anymore." Da, 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 that is sort of where the disconnect is, and so we are actually currently not published. However, we've sat out, sat down, and mapped out the issues like basically through January. So I do have a lot of work to do. It's just that it's not available yet if
0: that makes any sense it does it does and are you a
1: decorator so is oh, that no, no, in no. your spare time or I, for a living no no I actually I'm a designer and designer. like I have to make that distinction just out of like you know solidarity with my fellow designers because anyone can hang their shingle outside their door and call themselves a decorator but um we actually went to school for it we're licensed and and accredited and things like that and I actually don't do any of the fun, foofy stuff. I don't do throw pillows and draperies and things like that. I do uh, such things as um, electrical systems, lighting systems, kitchen and bath design. Whoa. I, I don't do any of the – yeah, I do floor plans. Um, I don't do any of the fun stuff. I do all the stuff and, like, argue with contractors. That's, that's <laughs> what
0: I do. Oh, you're the middleman that nobody <laughs> – wants to be. But you know what? I need you. Can I fly you out here? <laughs> I need a
1: vision. I need vision. That's what I need. <laughs> well, the the key for any, in, for any interior designer who's listening, they will totally be on board with this. The key is that um, you're all about the health, safety and welfare um, of, of human life and how you, how they interact with their space, whether it's at home, residential business, Uh, industrial, educational, recreational. So you're trying to make life easier on everybody else. Everybody knows what it feels like when they enter a room that they've never been in before. It's dark and you cannot find the light switch. There is an instinctual place where, where people are supposed to be able to turn on the light. Everybody knows where that's supposed to be located. But if the designer is a terrible designer and they've put it on the other side of the room, then they're not doing their job. Like there's just, there's certain things that we do in order for everybody to live their lives as easily as possible in the space that they are occupying. I love that.
0: Uh, my husband is an electrician and he's... Oh, I
1: probably yelled at his brother. <laughs> <Probably.
0: to> <laughs> but my husband goes in, he was doing some side jobs for our neighbors and he's, you know, they're just putting in switches and he said, this is where it goes because when you come in, this is where you naturally want it to be and you're crazy if you put it anywhere else and our neighbor's girlfriend said nope I want you to have to go around a corner and turn it on and he's just shaking his head thinking well this is job security for when you guys break up because I'll be coming back to fix this when she's
1: (laughs) (laughs) no a good friend of mine recently had posted on my Facebook um because she's living in Maryland she just moved to Maryland a while back and She posted on my Facebook, just apropos of nothing. It was totally random. I didn't ask her, how's the new house or anything. She just randomly posted, nothing makes you appreciate a good interior designer than an entire house full of horribly placed light switches.
0: (laughs) It's true. It is very true. true. (laughs) You're right. Making your life easier. Life's hard enough. Finding a light switch is the last thing you want to be doing.
1: Yeah, and lights, which is such a, a, a trite example. There are other examples, too. But, yeah, basically my work is hardly ever seen in terms of, um, you know, how things work. People just notice when things don't work. If, yes. if I done my job properly, then you never notice I was there. That's
0: amazing. Okay, like I said, I knew. Well, see, my husband's got a good eye for that kind of thing, but I love. I need someone to come out with the layout and the – this. In your space, this is the best use for it. That's what I need. Because right, sometimes I right. just don't have that. I can fill it with a bunch of crappy tchotchkes keys till 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 the cows come home. But but
1: to use my space wisely is is what I need help in. That it's it's a difficult it's a difficult concept for a lot of people to grasp, which is why we have you know all sorts of you know like my least favorite channel HGTV those those programs are filled with people telling one person or one family one household all of these wonderful things they can do in their space well then there's what 50 million people watching the show who don't live in that space who are trying to employ the exact same thing in their space mm-hmm. it doesn't work for them that's why having an individual designer is key to your health and happiness. And frankly, in, in a lot of cases, especially with our aging population safety in your, especially in residential areas.
0: Interesting. I never thought about that. That's like going to a plastic surgeon and saying, I want Angelina Jolie's lips and no, that's not going to fit your face.
1: Right. No, it's <laughs> precisely right. Yeah. This is why I can't watch HDTV anymore at all. It, it makes me so angry. I just can't do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Um, you know what? Uh Let's talk about Allison. Why, why not? How did you become a fan of Allison Rosen?
1: Okay. Well, I had to when you when I listened to your interview with Michelle and I, you know, sort of pre-prepped myself. I was like, well, "What is she going to ask me?" And I noticed you asked Michelle about that, so I had to go back. I remember distinctly that I found out about Allison via the AV Club.
0: Oh, interesting. I think you might yeah. be first.
1: <laughs> I just, I, I love the AV Club. I click on every single one of their articles. I just, I love that site. They're very in tune with what I'm interested in. And so um, I was listening, I don't know what I was reading, it, like maybe their Podmass segment where they like do a breakdown of um, current interviews that you're supposed to be interested in or like this, you might be interested in this, that, the other. Um, but then they had done actually an in-depth interview with Allison Rosen. Uh, I had to look it up. It was January, like the first week of January. I can't remember if it's six, seventh or whatever. I read that article and I thought, well, she sounds really interesting. And at that point I had not gotten into podcasting all that much. I listened to, uh, Marin and I listened to Bill Burr, um, I'm off Bill Burr entirely. I don't know why. He just bothers me these days. But um, he's a good guy, and he does a lot of good charity work. So I'm, you know, glad for him or whatever. I'm just off him these days. Um, probably will go back at some point. But um, I thought, okay, well, I'll add this podcast. So I think, honestly, Allison was the second podcast I added to my subscription list on iTunes.
0: Wow. So you're a more more of a new
1: Um, fan
0: of hers
1: super new yeah I had no idea about the whole ACS debacle or anything and I know that's kind of nice uh, probably (laughs) well no I guess so I would be so angry on her behalf if I had been you know witnessing that entire thing but no I went I had to go back and go through the entire feed of what's available on iTunes and be like what is everybody talking about with Adam Carolla? I mean, I'm not a fan of Adam Carolla in general. So I was like, wait, she used to work for him. Yeah. So it was, it was all very sort of, you know, iTunes creeper style, trying to get more pieces of the story. And like when people would say on the show, former boss, I did, I had no clue what they were talking about. So I must've listened for a month or two before I was like, and I loved it immediately. Um, But I must've listened to a month or two before I thought, what are they talking about? So yeah, I'm brand new. As, as People, honestly, the whole BFF community is going to be like, "Why are you interviewing this fool?" <laughs> no way. here <laughs> for about five minutes compared
0: to I, <laughs> I love to hear your perspective because a lot of people became came from the Ustream, stream, uh, Allison's old old days, or Red Eye, and then a, a majority of people come from hearing it on Adam. So I think it's it's a different perspective because I would like to know you have no idea of the old Thursday gang or where's, where's your uh, beginnings kind of? Oh,
1: I'm aware now. I'm aware okay. now that there was, there were previous um, incarnations of the, is that the right word? There, there were yeah. previous iterations of the, the Thursday gang that did not include our beloved six, you know, as they currently stand minus. Greg. Pour one out for my homie. Um, but I did realize that there were other people because I think when I got into it in January, um, Greg was firmly entrenched or he, I I believe he was firmly entrenched. So I literally started listening with Greg as a permanent feature. So I, yeah, it's, I know I've been here five minutes. Sorry. No, that's cool though, because that didn't
0: even exist. We don't even have to talk about that. It's like you have, you started listening at the beginning of what the show is now, and you're a fan, and I think that's awesome. It's a different perspective, it's not sullied by the past.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and I mean, I just was immediately hooked. I loved the interview that she gave with AB Club, and I appreciated some of her points of view and philosophies on interviewing people. I just thought that's very different from what I am listening to. Cause like I said, I listened to Marin and I listened to, Oh, I mean, I listened to a lot of, I guess you could call them podcasts, but like this American life and serial and things like that. So I was kind of just getting into that whole thing. And it, this was a whole new format for me. I mean, Marin of course is an interview style, but that's a one-on-one much like Allison's Monday show. And I had never heard a panel podcast before I started listening to Alison Rosen. And now I kind of can't get enough. I love the panel podcast. I love it when there's multiple people sort of joining in. And I'll yes. occasionally look into those, but you know, here and there. But nothing beats Alison and the Thursday game.
0: Absolutely. that That format, it really just feels like you're sitting around chatting with friends or or listening in on a group of friends that you wish you were a part of. <laughs>
1: True, yes. I know. I often saw like, in my weird little creeper world. I'm like, what would I talk about? If I was invited, much like Raphael Castaneda was, I was like, God, lucky son of a gun. Seriously. I know. And I he, guess he donated money, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> he did.
0: And I'm, I'm really hoping that she does that again because I think she can make some good money, you know, doing that, bidding on it and and auctioning off a a spot there. But I, I, you know, like he said, the best part about it was sitting and watching being in person in her house and watching all of this happen, talking on it. Yes. I don't know what I would say. Just, Hey, Hey guys, I love you guys. (laughs) You know, but observing it and being there, I think would be even better and I would definitely pay top dollar.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. It's like, actually, it's funny because you were asking Michelle about uh, the Patreon page and everything. You and Jay were talking a bit about the Patreon page, um, the bit that I was able to listen to of your interview with Jay. And I was like, oh my God, like virtually hanging my head in my hands. I have not become a Patreon subscriber yet because this is the time of year when I start getting super thrifty and cheapskatey about what I spend money on because I'm starting to get ready for the holidays. I know that it's just, I'm like, I'll do it in January. Sorry. (laughs) And that's what
0: I said. I thought I'll, I'll up my, my Patreon support maybe after the holidays. And I think I did it early enough that I kind of forgot about it because you're right. This is the time of year where I think, okay, we're having coffee at home and what else are we doing? Leftovers tonight, everybody.
1: Right. Exactly. Well, being freelance for basically everything I do is a, a dicey proposition in any case. And so I'm like, you know, I don't need to be, yeah, going out for coffee. I don't need to be buying myself anything. And this would be buying myself something. This would be a treat yes. for
0: me. <laughs> so, I agree. That's kind of how I felt. I thought, well, I'm not going to be, I'll get my nails done maybe once this month, but I'm, I'm supporting Nelson on Patreon. So I can't really, I, you're right. It is a gift to yourself. That would be something for me. So it, it's taking money away from the family and giving it to her and that's for me because I want it. It makes my heart feel good and and it's fun to be a part of. She does have, you know, a $2. I'm not trying to push it here, but she does (laughs) have a $2
1: a month. $2 a month. I know, but I would feel like so horrible if I did I know, I know. (laughs) You're worth more than $2, Allison.
0: (laughs) See, I felt the same way. I thought, okay, I at least have to – I was already doing $5 a month through PayPal for however long just because I thought I can do that. I sell on eBay a lot, so – a lot of times I'll already have money in my PayPal account and then it's just kind of like a freebie. Okay, it went to her. It never came to me. That's fine. You know, a little extra here and there. And then I thought, well, I'll do five dollars. That's what I'm used to. But then once you start looking at the the rungs of, well, you get this much more with ten and then with twenty five you're an actual, you know, fan club member. And I thought, okay, I can't I can't safely say I I'm the host of the BF Fancast. If I'm not an actual fan club member,
1: <laughs> well, but you right. have to do—you have to do what's right for you first, and, first and foremost. <laughs> yes. And I mean, well, but you know, I mean, I—I I help in other ways. I've set up my Amazon account so that, like, all the crap I order on Amazon, you know, a portion goes to her. So I'm like, well, I'm helping in a little way.
0: <laughs> That's a huge way. I think a lot of times people listen to free podcasts, which most of them, I think, are free. <laughs> that I know of, and you just, you know, you don't get back in any way. Maybe you leave a review. Maybe you don't. You just listen for free. So anything you do, I mean, that Amazon support, it's
1: got to be huge. Well, Um, especially knowing my household, because I absolutely detest going into actual stores. And so mm -hmm. I have, I have, this is so ridiculous, but I have toilet paper, paper towels, dishwashing pods for the dishwasher. I have all of that stuff delivered to my home. And i just got all of the components for my daughter's insane Halloween costume that she wants to wear. All of them, every single thing on Amazon. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to Hobby Lobby. I'm not going to Michael's. No, I'm going to Amazon. I'm just buying everything piecemeal and we're going to figure it out. So everything I buy on Amazon, I mean, I literally, my Amazon bill is a wee bit out of control.
0: So <laughs> Minus two. And I told my husband the other day, we, 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 I put an order in and I thought, well, it's going to be a really big order because we've got costumes on there. Same as you, the, the less I have to go into a store, the better, um, costumes on there. Uh, there was something else. There were little pieces of everything that I needed. And I said, it feels better when you're only spending $40, but then if you make three or four orders, it's, you're just tricking yourself. So I said, this is going to be
1: a big one because I'm not doing right. it. I do the same thing at Christmas, rip off the band aid really fast, put yeah. everything in your cart. And then you have like, worth of toys for the kids get it all over with, with at once. And it's also a good way to, I have found it's also a good way to not buy anymore. Just like you're done.
0: That's true. That is very true. I felt the same way. And I, the same as you with the, I don't haven't done the paper towels. I've done toilet paper where I thought, wow, this is too easy. And, a lot of things, I don't know about the paper towels and the toilet paper, but everything else is cheaper than going to the store and they deliver it to your house for free. I, I don't I don't in even know. In two days? Understand. Yes. In two days? Sometimes the same natural. day. The same day one gets me. I, my son and I were thinking... Is there a truck just driving around with certain things waiting for someone to order
1: it? Okay, That's actually a really good question. <laughs> I do wonder that kind of thing. My sister used to live in New York, and she um, couldn't take advantage of the whole same-day delivery that they, they offer in New York. And um, and uh, it was pretty funny that when she did move, she was like, I miss the same-day whatever it was that she buys on a regular basis. She was like, I missed the same day delivery. I cannot believe I moved out of New York too soon. Just too soon. Yes.
0: And what's next? It's going to be before you've thought of it. We've already, we already know you're going to get this. It's yesterday's.
1: They have that that dang button that you're supposed to like mount on the, you know, like on the side of your washing machine or something. So you can just press it when you need bounce or something. Yeah. Have you seen the Amazon buttons? no, Okay, see, whenever
0: the homepage comes up and it's just a bunch of stuff, I think I've seen that and I've never read it or
1: registered what it was. I had no idea that's what it was. Oh, no. Well, all of, like, in my laundry room, I've got, obviously, the washer, dryer, iron, and and, uh, all of my cleaning supplies. And I thought it would be really funny to, like, in the cabinets above my washer and dryer, to just mount, like, 17 buttons of, (laughs) like, like... You know, like Windex and, you know, bleach and all of the stuff you can buy, like all your household cleaners. But then again, it's like, you know, because I guess like if you run out, you just open the cabinet door and touch the button. But then I'd be afraid that my kids would be like, what's this? And like, before I know it, I have 75 boxes of bounce on my doorstep. (laughs)
0: Lifetime supply of bleach. You never knew. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That I can't wait for the joke ones to come out. Like, I, you know. I need a, a hug or, or maybe some more racier ones. I need something else, but, um,
1: that, well, wow. actually, that would be really great. Cause my UPS guy is pretty hot. So really great. push the hug button
0: <laughs> or the something else. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, okay. That just blew my mind. I'm going to have to look into that. It's so <laughs> I, uh, last night was talking to Raphael, Shout Hi Raphael! You. Hi Rafi, shout out to you. And our recording that will not ever make it. But he told me to start watching Black Mirror, which I started watching last night. Watched the second episode today, and it is just this the this, this world of technology that is just another I don't know if you've seen it, but it's just a, kind of crazy. So this kind of I reminded have not. me of it. It's
1: on my list. It 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 is intriguing to me, and I I think I was clued into it by some I don't know, Facebook ad or something that, you know, showed it. It just like appeared on my feed and I was like, oh, well, what's this? Because I love Bryce Dallas Howard. She's the one who's in it, right?
0: I think it's different episode, like different people in each episode.
1: Oh, oh, well, I had seen some like um, promo, you know, trailer or what have you for a new season of it. So I watched it. And I was like, oh, well, that's really intriguing. But then I actually went on to wherever it's shown. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Amazon Prime or, or Netflix. It's Netflix. <laughs> okay, Netflix. Well, I went on and I was like, oh, look, there's other seasons. So I love it when I clue into something and there's several seasons out yes. already. I don't have to wait. You know, because that's the worst is when you're an early, adapter, early adopter and you, you know, you're like, I'm watching Westworld every. <laughs> week and waiting every week you know so it's great when you look when you luck into something like that that's already been on for a while and you're the late adopter
0: (laughs) it's very true i think they were just talking about that on sorry not sorry the the whole i'd rather binge you know two seasons instead of having to wait or maybe they're talking about an allison show but i think everyone's the same yes stranger things it was fun to get into but now it's gone and it was hard not to watch it because everyone's talking about it if it's a show that no one's talking about and I stumble upon six seasons of something, I'm just, I feel like a
1: treasure. Like, yes. Oh my, I know what you mean. No, I, um, I hosted my book club here, um, at my home last night and there were six of us gals all sitting around. And, um, I said something about Gilmore girls and, uh, one of the gals who's really young, um, said, what's Gilmore girls. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay, stop what you're doing, put your glass of wine down, get in your car, drive home, turn on Netflix, and watch all of Gilmore Girls. You're welcome. And she just had no idea what I was talking about. I was like, okay, I cannot handle you anymore. You are way too young. Get out of my house and go watch it, and then we'll talk. That's so funny because
0: I skipped watching Gilmore Girls. I was a late comer to it, and I'm old. And finally listen to it. Me too! I only
1: watched it like a year or two ago. Okay,
0: me too, and I did because of, of Jenna Kim Jones. She was such a huge fan, and I thought, okay, oh, and she was going to do a live, like a live Q&A, we're going to talk about Gilmore Girls. And I thought, well, I kind of want to be a part of that, and I never watched the show, so I'm going to watch it. And at first I thought, I don't know, I made fun of it from the beginning, and then it's like, okay, now, I've already watched it now two times, the whole thing through again, because... I miss stars hollow and I want to be back. In, I want to be back. And I almost feel like I want to start watching it for a third time now.
1: <laughs> no, you know, you, you should do it and get it out of your system before the, uh, what is it? A uh, day in the life or a year in the life. Yes. Y- you should, yeah, you should get it out of your system before that comes on. You'll be all caught up.
0: And I listened to Gilmore guys kind of through the second I kind of was already watching it the second time and then was listening to Gilmore guys. And I really liked doing that. And I thought, well, this would be kind of fun to you're right. And I, I think it comes out in November.
1: Sorry. Pause.
0: What is Gilmore guys? (laughs) Okay. Put your glass of wine down now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The podcast call it's called Gilmore guys. Uh, One guy, huge fan of Gilmore girls from the beginning and watches it on rotation. And a new person, who had never seen it. So they go episode by episode. They have interviews with people on from the show. They have uh, shows where they read your emails and questions and stuff. And they've become so big that they have live shows now. And and it's kind of crazy, but it's actually really fun to listen to because they I, dissect it. It's awesome.
1: I have my phone right here. I'm already subscribed. <laughs> I can't believe that... Th- See, this is what happens when you're... An- active, you know, mom of two and you like do freelance work and you don't get on the computer as often as everybody else does, you, things just blow right over my head. And I, I, I'm super excited. As soon as you and I hang up, I am going to listen to episode one of Gilmore Guys.
0: Yes. And you know how I think I found it is Allison was on their show.
1: Shut up. Yes. That's
0: amazing. So I listened to that and... Then I thought, okay, I'm watching the show already. I got to go back to the beginning, and and it's funny. You'll see the difference; how different it is from the beginning to the end. But or not the end; they're still doing it. But it's just it's great. So I'm, I I can't wait to hear if you like it. You got to get back to me on that for sure. I, I for
1: sure will. I'll listen. Well, you know, I I, I just recently added a few podcasts based on things I've heard on Allison Rosen recently you know oh like are you listening to this are you watching that I mean so it's funny because a lot of the really great things that I am listening to or watching or experiencing these days are from ARI it's very it's they're very I don't know I did actually even watch the first season of Vanderpump Rules and (laughs) I had to quit before I shot myself in the head (laughs) in general protest but um no it's great i really think the show is wonderful in in sort of cluing people into new things that are out there and just interesting stuff especially podcasts and i love her monday interviews so many people that i really appreciate their point of view and would never have heard of these are not you know the the, she does not interview with very few exceptions i should say Um, She does not interview, you know, like these A-list, you know, George Clooney, Brad Pitt types, you know. She interviews real-life people, comedians, um, podcasters, all kinds of interesting people who are not necessarily like – oh, you know, fawn all over their feet, kind of, um, uh, you know, the, the A-list people. I mean, they're wonderful people and they're very important to our culture and everything. But she doesn't, um, she she interviews all these wonderful people who are still accessible for people like you and me. And we can go and listen to their podcast. We can go and see their live show if they happen to come to Corpus Christi or where, you know, yes. I, th- I think that's one reason why the show is so attractive to me, both the Monday and the Thursday show. They talk about real life people and real life things and it's accessible.
0: Yes. And she does find these people that are very accomplished in what they do and interesting, but maybe you haven't heard of them. And I think you're right. It isn't a good way. And every time people say that they always say, but that's not bad. And it really isn't. It's, You don't want the Brad Pitts. I don't really care about hearing about whatever. Oh yeah,
1: I want to hear from anyone who has fourteen personal assistants. I don't. I don't. You know, (laughs) I want to hear. I. You know, the one. Now correct me if I'm wrong, and she has had this person on the Monday show, and but I don't know of it if she has. But the one person, my dream Monday interview would be Tignataro because I have a big girl crush on Tignataro.
0: I think I have the same girl crush and I don't think she's had her on, but I can't remember right now.
1: I don't think she has because I actually thought this is a really good show for Tignataro. I think I Googled like, you know, Alison Rosen, and and nothing came up. So.
0: Yeah, I think that's, and I think that's doable for sure. I think that well, would be just, a perfect match.
1: Well, Tig also used to have her own podcast, too, so she might be, mm, I don't know. I mean, see, now I'm just talking out of my mind. <laughs> I don't know anything about podcasting, but she used to have her own, and it's over now. Um, oh Shoot, now I can't remember the name. Sorry, everybody, if you're screaming at your phone <laughs> or whatever, like, and telling me what it is. But Tig had a wonderful podcast a while back, and they they um, just they stopped. And I miss it. And she's just absolutely wonderful voice wise. You know, I mean, she's, she's a really good like radio voice.
0: She does. And she's a very funny comedian. You know, we're talking about the Monday guests. Are there any other people that have been on that are kind of stand out to you as your favorites?
1: Well, I, well, I do like Susie Meister when, when they had their Monday interview. And I like her also as a Thursday uh, guest. Uh, She's, I find Susie Meister really interesting in the fact that she was she sort of came to fame in all of this, uh, like the secular world, basically, with all of her reality show stuff, you know. But in reality, she, in actuality, I should say, she has, what, a PhD in theology or religious studies or something. So I find that really interesting that she has, she came to fame in this very secular sense, but then she has this very spiritual side that she's obviously terribly in tune with so I like her perspective and I like how it's gonna sound crazy but I love how gentle her voice is it's awfully high-pitched and sometimes it can get on my nerves a tiny bit but I love how she how she speaks I think she's got a great um tone for radio so that's one of my favorites I do also like Jensen Carp. I know we've had some chit-chat, some <laughs> chatter on the Facebook page recently and I'm sorry to disagree with anyone who doesn't like Jensen Carp. I think that possibly they need some time to work out the kinks, but if he's the replacement, the like sort, of, you know, regular replacement when Greg can't make it, I would welcome it. I think he's hilarious. And I do think that probably behind the scenes he and the Mosses are Friendly and like they probably know what you know what he's like. They've met him before. It's not like he just came in, you know, as Alan Moss says. Hey, 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 hey." how you doing? You know,
0: (laughs) yeah. And I I love Jensen. I think he's so funny, and I thought he he was a perfect fit the last time he was on. I think this past episode, there just seemed it just seemed a little off, but it was still he made me laugh. He's so witty and funny. But the dynamics just seemed a little off. But I think when I first, when Greg was first on, honestly, I thought it was off and it felt a little weird. And then I fucking miss him now. You know, he was amazing. So
1: Well, yeah, I mean, everybody has an off day. I mean, there, there have been times when, like, even Daniel, bless his heart, has been off or, like, kind of cantankerous toward... Allison, or or whatever, or Greg, even like sometimes I'm like God, Jeff and Daniel lay off Greg. You know he's being nice.
0: Like, yes, it's funny. Jay and I talked a little bit about that on his episode. Uh, oh, we all oh. kind of forgot about 15,
1: twenty minutes. Yeah, I so.
0: kind of forgot that Colonel Jeff was a little snippy with Greg or a little too harsh on him. It was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about
1: that. <laughs> yeah, there have been some episodes where I've like been, looked at my phone and been like, God, yes. <laughs> Chill, dude. Um, No, but um, I really like Jensen Karp episodes. I know that he and uh, Allison are are good friends, and I really just... In a very altruistic way, I loved the Mindy Cohn episode. Not because I'm a huge wow, facts What to <laughs> do? Thank you. That I'm, one I can remember. I was like, "Family Ties"? All in the family? What is going on? <laughs> facts of life. Thank you. Sorry, my brain just did something very strange. Those two um, as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I'm, I wasn't a huge facts of life fan at all. Uh, it's just, uh, slightly before my time, and I think I was more like. A, Cosby kids sad to say <laughs> now it's sad to say but you know, facts of life wasn't really on my radar as much but the uh the Mindy Cohn episode for me was an absolute joy and delight to listen to simply because Allison is such an enormous fan and she loved facts of life she loves Mindy Cohn she loves all of them and it just was so fun for me to personally listen to because I was like, she's having the time of her life. How much fun must she be having? That is so great.
0: Oh, for sure. I could definitely feel her joy and her nervousness and, and just everything about it was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it was great. It was a great interview and I'd love to see some of the other members from Facts of Life come on just to get her dreams through.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'd love to see Nancy McKeon. I can't, Yes. I can't. Nancy McKeon actually really creeps me out to this day. <laughs> my, um, my husband
0: calls me, <laughs> calls me uh, Joe Polnicek when my hair's not done.
1: He calls it, Oh, Polnicek's here. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's funny. oh my gosh. No, I, there was a, um, when I was really young and I believe Facts of Life had probably ended. Uh, well, either that or it was in the new the new season with you know Beverly and all that and the candy shop and so on and so forth or whatever it was. I seriously, I I didn't watch it, oh, but I was
0: Allison's <laughs> edibles. I'm I, Allison's edibles. Edna's edibles.
1: <laughs> Edna's edibles. Edna's, yeah. But she was in a a, a Nancy McKeon was in a made for TV movie about like a battered wife. Oh, and yes, my mom is a psychotherapist and she and a single mom and she let us watch this movie with her. Mm-hmm. And I was at an age where I really should not have been seeing the kind of graphic scenes that were actually, I mean, we, we're going to have to look this up. Like we're going to have to look up Nancy McKee and battered wife TV movie or something and see the heck it was, but there was a scene that actually, Made me start weeping, and like that is the last I've seen of Nancy McKeon in 20 years. So like she creeps me out. I cannot deal at all. I
0: think she's been in every made for TV movie or Hallmark movie or Lifetime movie made for TV. Every time, well, not that I would turn it on often, but if it happened to be on, I feel like her face was on there. Um, Yeah, it's really funny. The kinds
1: of like you can go onto YouTube and just be like. 80s TV movie as your search and you will come up with all of those horrifying after school specials, every weirdo movie that you ever saw on on the television, like the ABC Monday night movie or whatever, they're all there and oh, yeah. I've watched some of them and they are truly horrifying, like this is the Reagan era of Scared Straight, yes. they're really horrifying. <laughs>
0: Starring Nancy McKean or uh, Jean Stapleton or whatever her name is from Designing Women. Those or two were like, the star of everyone. Or like Mayor Winningham. That's oh, good- and I was going to say Christy McNichol, too. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Little darlings. Christy McNichol. Yes. Oh, prepare to, to cry for the next week. Christy McNichol is on. Yeah, I think that the Monday episodes are so different from Thursday, but they're so. They're so great in themselves. And I know she probably has a hard time because everyone on Monday, oh, that was good. I never heard of this person. And now I've heard of her, which I don't know how she takes that. But I know coming from that I feel the same way and that everyone I talk to pretty much says the same thing, that they love that. But then the Thursday show is like our family. And, you know, you don't mess with the family. Anytime someone says something bad, that's why I think when Jensen comes in to the dynamic and I think we're all a little too sensitive to it. Like, okay, don't come picking on our family now, you know?
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Well, and I mean, I, I don't often tweet at all. I mean, if you look at my Twitter history, it's pretty pathetic. I'm just, I'm just not on there often enough, often enough to, to communicate with you and, you know, to sometimes tweet funny things to Allison and the gang or, or, um, or whoever I think might be interested in it. But the, but one one tweet that I actually made, a concerted effort, and I didn't even really know what to say, but one tweet I did um, put out there was after Greg's father had died. I felt so horrible for him, and I honestly don't know what I would do without my parents, and I, I just thought, well, Greg and I are right around the same age. I think he's a few years older than me, and he and Allison are a few years older than me, um, but not by much, and... I, I was like, I, honestly, that would be just the worst day of my life. Even though, even if I didn't have as good a relationship with my parents as I do, I'm not sure what kind of relationship he had with his dad, given some of his, you know, childhood stories and yes. things. sounds like, well, I mean, it sounds like an interesting upbringing, to put it in the nicest way I can possibly imagine. It sounds like an interesting upbringing. And you never know what kind of dynamic changes once the child actually grows into adulthood themselves and so he and his dad may have been super duper close and we just we don't know because he doesn't talk about it. He talks about the silly childhood stories and things like that. But no, I did actually make a, a, a concerted effort to go on Twitter and tweet at him I, am something like, I'm just so sorry about to hear about the loss of your father. I don't know what I would do and, you know, wish you well or something really trite like that, you know, probably means nothing to him. But I was like, I feel like I know this guy. I am really sorry. You know, like I, if I knew him, I'd probably go to the dad's funeral. You know, I go to my friend's parents and grandparents' funerals. I I'd go just to support him. It's a horrible time. I'm sure.
0: And I'm sure it meant something to him. I know when he was on the show, he kind of said, you know, people were reaching out on Twitter and sending their condolences and he, it really meant something to him. So I'm sure uh, it did. I'm sure.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's like anything after a loved one passes away. It's, you know, you get, you know, hundreds of cards or, right. or whatever. And it's like, thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah. As you're flipping through them like a deck of cards, you know, I mean, it's yes. just it gets to be too much all at once. I'm sure.
0: Well, and okay, so I miss, I miss Greg and it's going to be hard without him. So let's talk about the Thursday gang some more. What are your thoughts on
1: Jenna and Al? Oh, you know what? That is an interesting question. I, when I started the show, I did not like them and I will tell you why. Well, I love them now. Absolutely adore them now just to preface that. But I went to high school and college in Salt Lake City, Utah where i was one of about 10 catholics <laughs> and you know the rest of everybody was mormon or so it seemed to me and i um i really left utah when i left utah i left with a horrible taste in my mouth for mormons that is admittedly unkind Ungenerous and unloving of me, and I admit that that is a huge problem that I have. Is that sometimes when you know the Mormon thing comes into play, I just get a bad taste in my mouth. But so I, I was like, oh my gosh! Like after the first episode I listened to thir- of the Thursday Gang, I didn't like them. I was like, well, they're Mormon. I'm done. But you know, I was I obviously had the cognizance to say to myself, like, self, you're being an idiot that was funny or they're funny or whatever. And now I love them. I really do. And it's interesting, I think, just coming from the perspective of someone who spent very formative years in Utah versus people who've never even been there before and hardly know what the LDS religion is all about and, you know, what their practices are and so on and so forth. I know more than I ever really Cared or wanted to know about it, and so I had a huge prejudice against them when I went into the show, which is to my detriment because they're hilarious, they're funny, they're kind, they're very accepting and understanding about people who have different cultures and lifestyles than they do.
0: Right. I think, and now, and now I adore them. them. Yeah, I think I I did not have the exact same upbringing as you, but I already my limited. Exposure to Mormons was only really negative. So after it's, meeting he, them, it's I, hard. It's it is, hard and, and I kind of that. had that my uh-huh. mind set up too going into it. Although I'm always open to having my mind changed. And when they came on, it's like, okay, they're superhuman. And then meeting Leanne, who's on here often, it's she's another great person. And I thought, okay. I've just seen a misrepresentation of the good people that are out there, you know, and that's unfortunate.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Well, it's, it's hilarious to me too. Like just recently this summer after having graduated from high school and in, in uh, Murray, Utah, which is actually it's inside Salt Lake city. It's a suburb. It's a city of its own inside the Salt Lake city Metroplex. I went to my high school reunion this summer, my 20th. And I, was like, why have I hated these people for so long? They're actually really fun. (laughs) No, but I mean you know I mean there's a different perspective you have when you're fifteen to eighteen and you know, a few people are horrible to you because you're Catholic and that's just I don't know, I'm not gonna go into the whole Catholic versus Mormon thing because it it makes no sense and makes no headway and, and whatever. But a few people are really horrible to you. Therefore, your entire high school sucks. That's, right. that's the mentality of a 15 to 18-year-old. Correct. I agree. And, and even in college, it was the same. I had the same kind of feeling. I even dated a few Mormons in college, and I was, you know, I just I couldn't stand myself. It was very, you know, like that's the kind of weird mentality that that people go through when they're a non-LDS person living in Utah in that age zone. Now my mom still lives in Utah and she has a ton of Mormon friends. They're lovely. They have no, like nobody has any problems. This is specifically a young person's issue. And I dealt with it very poorly and, and still had carried that, you know, to this day really is, is when, you know, when I started listening to the show, I had a problem with it and I was like, Oh God, you know, get over yourself. And it, it was pretty easy to get over though, because they're just delightful you know,
0: so. absolutely absolutely want well, see they're they're doing the Lord's work in, in ways
1: they didn't I'm even going know to just say yes, <laughs> Janet and Al are doing the Lord's work
0: in their own way <laughs> yes they really are what are your thoughts on Daniel?
1: okay Daniel's laugh is the best laugh I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life <laughs> yes I just when he gets tickled about something, I giggle myself because his laugh is such a joy to listen to. Oh my gosh, I could listen to his uh, recording of his laugh twenty times in a row and still be giggling along with it.
0: (laughs) I agree, and every drop they they play of him being annoyed or whatever
1: it is is just oh my god. oh god and his just little uh, his noises oh i know know? (laughs) i've actually started saying that around my children which is really horrible but like you know when they're doing something naughty or like they're in you know into something oh my god it's like i do it i do the the daniel i never used to say that before i listened to the podcast
0: (laughs) it is funny i find myself doing you know saying little things here and there to people that have no idea what i'm talking about but I'm saying it as if it's my own reaction, and I think, "Oh my gosh, I'm really just engrossed in this in this world of Alison Rosen."
1: <laughs> I know, yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty funny how that kind of thing really sort of needles into your everyday speech. You know, like every time I pass the avocados, it's four avocados, and yes. it's, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's very strange.
0: <laughs> yep, I sing the fruit song just randomly. And I think I know someone's going to ask me, "What are you singing?" And I just think I need to keep it to myself because I don't really need to share. <laughs> I'm a crazy. Yeah, I think
1: it would it. be. I think it would be even funnier if you actually said it's uh, like basically an old song from the Korean version of Sesame Street, and like just <laughs> see <what> they say. <laughs> Everyone just stare at me and
0: blink, 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 blink.
1: Exactly. Okay. Audible yeah, okay. like, cool. blinking. <laughs> what I asked. Um, so, what are your thoughts on Jeff? Oh, I have a monster crush on him. Just like, just brain crush. Like, I love his sense of humor and some of his sly comments and things. And um, I cu- a couple of times he's actually said, he said something in the course of the podcast that I was saying to myself, and I'm like, Jeff and I are twins. This is Jeff. <laughs> you know, I just, I really like his input. And I remember what Michelle was saying. Is Was it Michelle who was saying, He's a producer on a ton of different podcasts. He's a really accomplished producer and works with all of these people. And for all of the other podcasts, he's very much behind the scenes. I'm a big Larry Miller fan. I was a Larry Miller fan before I knew he had a podcast. And so when I found out that Colonel Jeff Fox had is the producer for the Larry Miller podcast, I was like, what on earth? And so I subscribed to that one. I love Larry Miller. I've been a fan of his since waiting for Guffman. And um and so so He's such an accomplished producer, but he doesn't speak on the other podcasts. He does speak on the Thursday Gang Show, and I love it. Whenever he pops in with something, it's like he's always the smartest person in the room.
0: Yes, and it's always gold. It's always like,
1: yes. (laughs) It's like he's sitting back with a big notepad of the best burns ever. And he just, like, as soon as there's a lull in the conversation, he dives in and rips everybody a new one. And, like, everybody just falls on the floor laughing, <laughs> including me. Yes, I, I totally agree. You know, so, yeah, I just, I adore him. I'm like, please don't go anywhere, Jeff. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meeting him
0: at LA PodFest, I was so nervous and just overwhelmed because I thought, he's just so cool and smart. And I thought, I'm going to just put my foot in my mouth and he's going to be, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I thought he'd be, I'm not full of himself. I didn't know what I expected. I thought he would just, you know, he's Colonel Jeff, so he should act like he's Colonel Jeff, but he's not. He's just so down to earth and cool and talks to you as if you're not an idiot, even if you are maybe. But um, he was just, it was really cool. And I, I know I overstayed stayed my welcome in the group that we were in. I just kind of hung out and listened to him talk to everybody else. Like, Oh my gosh, he's just so cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
1: I'm thrilled for you. What a fun experience.
0: It really was. I hope to have it again soon. I know in a couple of weeks we're going to, I, by we, I say Raphael and I are going to be going to the, in this together festival that Megan is super fan. Megan is putting on and nice. we're, we're trying to kind of coordinate a group the night before to kind of get together Allison fans, because that part of the Ellie was just another part that we didn't realize was going to be so much fun—is getting together as these this new group of friends that has met virtually and now is in real life, you know, meeting up. So uh, that's cool. We we're hoping to do that. And last night, talking to Rafi, I said, "You know, Ashley's in Texas. My best friends live in Texas, and I go there once a year, and be really cool." What I was hoping to do is have a get together in Texas because I know Ashley's there. There are other people that are fans in Texas and I go there once a year. Anyways, it'd be really fun if Raphael could fly out there and we could do a little Allison meetup, you know, and do something out there it would be really, really cool. But
1: I would love that. Nobody like somebody had just posted, was it this morning or, you know, it was yesterday. Somebody had just posted on the uh, Facebook page. Like what is their fun to do in DC? Like, it seems like all the West coast people have all the fun. And I was, since I had moved here from DC, I was like, oh, try this, 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 and this. But um, I thought to myself, that's true. Everybody who lives in LA or the surrounding areas has all of this wonderful access to great, super duper events and stuff. And, and my best friend lives in LA. My best friend since birth lives in LA. And I've been meaning to go out there and see him for years now. So I keep thinking, maybe I'll just go out to LA and meet up with people out there. But um, it would be awesome to have a Texas version,
0: oh, absolutely. And my friends are in Austin. Ashley, I think she was in Austin now she's in San Antonio, but it would be just so great to do some something you know where we could all get together and talk to Allison even better if Allison can come out and have a live show there and really be the Trifecta, we could all be there. <laughs> And the likelihood of that happening is <laughs> she needs to start going on tour. I'm te- I, I'm telling you <laughs> as if it's so easy, you know, now she's going to be having a baby and that's... I know, right? Like no problem. Just
1: bring the baby along. Oh
0: Yeah. That'll
1: Just get some, get some nannies. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, I know. I feel... your creeper, all your creeper fans will watch the baby yes. for you, before you perform. Not a big deal.
0: Oh yeah, that should be fine. Yeah, I feel like we're so lucky that, like you said, everything's available to us and a lot of it I wasn't taking advantage of and now I feel like anything that happens, even though next month's thing is not Allison related, I know that there are Allison people in the LA area or that can come down and, okay, we're going to have a meetup again because it was so much fun and we'll go to a restaurant that has to do with Allison or a place that has to do with the show just to, you know, really get the, the full effect.
1: Would we have to eat it, sir? Because if I see those Vanderpump <laughs> people, I will shoot myself in the head. No,
0: we did that for LA Podfest. So we oh. got that out of our system. We're thinking like, um, how we were t- there was a, a Korean barbecue place that we are thinking about doing the next time. That might be more Jenna related, but we probably won't go to the Palm where there was the great fingering event. I, I, I don't think that's in our radar, but or on our radar. Uh, we went to the hungry cat the first time that Rafi and I met. Uh our friendiversary is coming up on November second. I, I was
1: <laughs> made aware of last night. So oh, we, Congratulations we, is that is that one year what's yes. what, what's the anniversary gift, the one year anniversary gift for, for friend anniversary.
0: I don't know. Because meeting him, he gave me all these awesome things. He gave me the Allison candle, he gave me a big Lebowski uh record, like a painted record, and it was just awesome, you know, and he stickers. And, and then the last time he, he outdid himself with bringing me more awesome gifts, actually two times now that he's giving me amazing things. So this next time I think just our presence is presence enough. We, maybe we can buy each other a drink, you know?
1: Yes, indeed. Or, you know, a pin from Allison's new uh, store.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) That would be perfect. Exchange pins. (laughs) Yes. Um, you know, I think I didn't talk. We didn't really talk about your favorite. Do you have any favorite segments on Allison's show, or her any new segments or old segments? Oh,
1: um, shoot. Um, trying to think. Well, I really like JMOs for sure. They're they're always interesting. Although the JMO supply has been a little lacking recently. I I literally don't understand what people are talking about sometimes. <laughs> it's like people are just kind of writing in like. I pull my pants on one leg at a time. Yeah, JMO. I'm it's like, more oh. like
0: no shit, Sherlock, or it's observations or it's gripes. It doesn't seem to be JMOs anymore. It's
1: very strange, yeah. But I do, I do always like J-Mo's, Um And um, shoot, I love Snapchat. Oh yeah, I can listen to Snapchat all day long. I have actually like wondered if I can find some of the you know strange things. I mean, well, I did actually pick up some of the more pumpkin spicy and halloweeny type things that uh jenna has brought in and i'm i really don't eat sweets very much at all so i didn't like them but i picked them up i bought them
0: (laughs) You know what, <laughs> it is one of your favorite segments, and we, we touched on the fact that you sent in some snacks that were were talked about on the show, and they all tried them. I don't know if we actually told what they were, since we just made jokes about them being uh, yeah. <laughs> the body of well, Christ. So maybe share w- the, the snacks that you brought. Oh, they
1: were um, uh, amaranth patties, which are, they look like sesame seed. They look like a, like if you made Rice Krispie Treats, but with, with sesame seeds instead of rice krispies that's kind of like what you're getting It's like a bar or a patty of like uh, just seeds and like they're sweet so that's that's what they tried it was funny because i actually did send in a lot of stuff i sent mm. in yeah i sent in some like coconut patties which is basically just like coconut in horrible different colors and Ooh, i think jeff liked that
0: one better than the amaranth ones i Think I'm remembering and that sounds right up my alley too.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big. That's just way too sweet for me. Um, I literally just don't eat sweets much at all. I have like a piece of Halloween candy because it's out, and I'm like, I'm done for another like six months. I'm wow, done. Wow, good for you. <laughs> no, 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 it's not a dieting thing. It's just not my thing. I just I don't like it. I I would sooner eat an entire bag of like salt and vinegar chips than I would like a candy bar so I'm
0: more of a savory person too but but yeah I, I eat more sweets than I probably should
1: yeah no but I so I sent a bunch of stuff and the thing that I really I sent and I was like if they try this my life will be complete and it was the candy crisp jalapeno slices they're candied jalapeno slices and they are pretty much the best addition to anything you're eating at any given time. I don't care if you're eating ice cream, put these on top. They're so good.
0: I'm intrigued. I need to try these. I will
1: put them on ice cream. uh, I'm sending you some, I promise. Oh, I'm so excited. That's so cool. The uh, traditional Texas way to use them is, I mean, of course, you know what pimento cheese is.
0: Yes. My dad had pimento cheese sandwiches at his wedding.
1: Yes, indeed. Oh, (laughs) good for your dad. Oh, he lives in Texas, by the way. He's in Dallas. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah, that's where a lot of my family lives, too. No, the traditional way to eat these, um, uh, or I don't know, traditional, but the best way to eat them, in my opinion, is to get yourself a cracker, spread yourself some pimento cheese on the top, and put one of these candy crisp jalapeno slices on top. It is the best thing you've ever put in your mouth. It is smack your mama good.
0: I cannot wait. I'm doing all of that. Pimento cheese, please. I'm sending in my order. I'm clicking through the banner, the Amazon (laughs) banner on Allison's page right now. And I'm ordering the best pimento cheese.
1: The best (laughs) pimento cheese. Well, if you're, if you're lacking pimento cheese, if it's not as easily available in your neck of the woods, you can also just, I guess as in a pinch, um, as a substitute, use cream cheese on a cracker and put this jalapeno slice on top and you will just, you'll die of happiness on the spot.
0: Oh my gosh, oh, that's making me so hungry. I'm going to do it both ways, that's all. It's done. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I already put jalapenos in my cream cheese as just a basic dip anyways, so stepping up a notch with the candy crisp, I'm just, oh, my mouth is watering, I can't wait. They're amazing, they're so amazing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we touched on it just a little bit, but how did you become a fan of uh, Best Friends fancast? I mean, if you're new to Alice, and you must be really new to
1: this show too, yeah, fairly new. Um, I I just heard Allison talking about it one podcast, and I was like, "Well, those are my people. I need to find them." And that that was it.
0: So cool. I love that. And you know, I think it's so generous of her to ever even mention it, anyways, because she didn't ask for any of this, and we're just doing it, for, you know, for fun. And and I'm glad that we're not insulting her in any way. That's not my, you know, my my goal is just to praise her and, and make her as she says, let's grow this motherfucker, that's what I want to try and do for her (laughs) show, is to make it bigger and have more people talking about it, and for me, the JMOs got me more interested in her show because, you know, oh, she's going to say my name on the show, and we're going to talk, you know, she's going to talk about my my personal thought of whatever it is, and then she's getting the fans more incorporated into the show, and that's what I kind of want to do with this show. It's like, okay, she has this amazing show, and now we can all kind of create this community where we're talking about her show. And it's been
1: so much fun. Well, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, it's also, um, I think it's an, an, important thing if people are, you know, lucking into the best friends fan cast, you know, for the first time, um, or, or recently or whatever they're trying to catch up with previous, um, previous casts or whatever. I mean, I think what's really interesting is to listen to all of the wonderful people who whom you have invited on or who have hosted or, or been in charge or, you know, all of the regulars and then all of these interesting people who come along because when I think the majority of the population, when they think, when they hear that, well, Alison Rosen is your new best friend, they have a fan cast, which is a, a podcast podcast dedicated to, you know, dedicated to and friend, uh, fans of ARI, they think, this is crazy. Like, what What kind of people spend time doing this? But, you know, because it, it sort of gets you back to that Triumph the Wonder Dog when he went to the Star Wars convention, <laughs> you know, and yes. he called everybody – losers and like you know what which button on this Darth Vader costume which button calls your mom to pick you up you know it's <laughs> it's, it's I mean that of course that is one extreme um but like we're all yeah we're all nerds for the for ARIYMDF and we love her and we just wish her the best and everything. We're not super duper like weirdos or anything. It's just, we're just here and we enjoy the community that can talk about the podcast together. We're not, you know, we may be wearing t-shirts, but we're not, you know, like having holding conventions. This is not Star Trek. You know, we're not Trekkers or Trekkies. Right. We're I Y B F mega fans and we just love the show. We look forward to it every Monday, every Thursday. And you know, we're we're all best friends together I agree I couldn't have said better myself that it's
0: it that's it before I close the show is there anything else that you wanted to add that I didn't touch on
1: goodness no we've been on the phone for a long time I, (laughs) I
0: know it's so cool it's like okay I have a new friend how cool is this no it's so
1: it's really truly so great to talk to you because I've I've admired the best friends fan cast for a long time and I was very nervous about coming on. I'm sure that you will, in editing, like, realize that my voice is shaking and I'm talking no, too much. No, no, no. Not no. at all. But,
0: I'm like, okay, so she's a natural. Perfect. You need to come on
1: all the time and, no, you know, do the regular no, shows. I, <laughs> I don't think my heart can handle it. My heart is, <laughs> I'm just, I'm a very nervous person. Like I said, um, I, you know, I interview people for a living. I've never been on the other side, so it's very difficult.
0: (laughs) Well, you did awesome. I couldn't tell that you were nervous at all, so I'm I'm just glad that you were here. I wanted to send out a shout out to, last night we recorded, Raphael and Jen recorded a regular episode and it didn't get recorded, so I'm gonna have to do something to kind of, you know, make that episode happen and re-record something, but we had a little tiny segment about how much we love Scott Marquez. So shout out to Scott Marquez, our fan. Um, <laughs> yes, we love you. And I, I'm sure we'll do it again. Cause we talked about him and he's just, he's just really cool. So thank you so
1: much for being on the show. This was awesome. Super fun. Oh
0: my God. No, the pleasure was all mine.
1: It was really a great way to spend a Friday afternoon with you. <laughs> oh, that's
0: so cool. If, if I'm ever out in Texas, I'm going to hit you up because oh, I know sure? I'm going to be, I know I'll be out in
1: Texas again. I go at least once a year. So, well, I mean, I know Texas is a big state. Driving from Dallas to Corpus is quite a long trip, especially if you go on I-35, but I do live on the beach. So you've got a beach house. Ooh. Okay.
0: You're making it even better. I live, <laughs> I grew up in Kingwood, which is not that it's far from you, but it's not, too far but I know that was the beach that I would go to for a little while when I was a kid
1: oh nice nice yeah no I always go to a special secret spot um up on uh, North Padre and it's about 45 minutes away but it's not uh, it's not too terribly bad okay. and the water and the water today is still bath water temperature it's amazing here
0: oh my gosh okay so I'll come to your beach when you come out here and visit your friend I'll take you to the beach here it's, it's, a, it's a date <laughs> alright sounds great uh, and uh, if you want to be on thank you for being a fan or a regular weekly fancast email me fancast at gmail.com follow the show on twitter at fancast. follow me on twitter at gmos and bffs and thank you for being a fan
1: thank you for being a friend